0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collin. What up, guys? This is hey, this is Yumani Media Stafford. Hey, this is Dragon Canada. This is Asia. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. What's up, WNBA Nation? Welcome back to another episode. My name is Kyle Haywood, and I'll be running solo tonight. A couple of the other hosts weren't able to make it work. And, uh, you know, Steve was under the weather. So you get me flying solo tonight. We couldn't let any more time pass without covering some of the insane news that's been happening. This is not going to be a super long episode, but we have to touch on some of these topics simply because there's a lot going on in the world of women's basketball right now. And we got to talk about it. So. Before we get started, though, if you are looking for a way to make sure that you're getting all of your WNBA Nation content and being able to connect with the show in every way, go ahead and check out wnbanation.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes from, you know, everywhere back into the past. You can check out our merch which shout out to those of you who have been buying merch it really means a lot to us it sends uh, we we feel super supported not just you know a, a little bit of the financial side of things that that come to to help us produce and and make this show what it is and and what it can be in the future but also it's really cool when you know, I hear people send us stories and say, hey, I was wearing my WNBA Nation shirt and someone came up and asked me about it and I was able to tell them about you guys and now they listen to you and now they're getting more into the league and like that kind of stuff is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, you can also check out, I've got a blog post up there if you're looking for what the free agency status was of each team like right before any free agency started. Obviously, there's been some trades that I'm going to be talking about in this episode um, that will have affected what's on there now. But if you were looking for a base as far as like cap space, what players were on the roster um, and my quick thoughts on, you know, that team situation coming into free agency, go ahead and check that out. It's a great blog post that just is a, a kind of a, a basis of all of the information that you'll need on each of those teams. As we get, as we get started now, I'm not going to bury the headline any further. Probably the biggest news that has happened is, um, in the world of WNBA and women's basketball just happened earlier today, to be honest. And I will just say right now, the little snippet that you're about to hear is not all you're, all you're going to hear from us about this topic. We will be doing full episode and breakdown of this player, but congratulations to Maya Moore on officially retiring from the game of basketball. We appreciate all that you've done. And honestly, in an eight-year career that she had in the WNBA, there's not much else you could accomplish. Nobody else has done really all of the things that she did in just that eight-year span. She's one of the most impressive players, if not the most impressive player, that we've ever seen in the game of basketball. Really, really excited for everything that she's got going on in her life. And honestly, she's moved on. You know, She conquered basketball. All she ever did was win championships at every single level. And now she's moved on and is doing, you know, so much more with her life as far as advocacy and family and all the things that probably not not just probably that do matter a lot more than the game of basketball. That being said, we will obviously miss her. We wish we could have seen more of her on the court, but that does not take away from all of the fantastic accomplishments that she has had on and off the court and we continue and we'll continue to to take note hopefully we'll be able to get her on the show at some point to talk about all of that but again congratulations to Maya Moore and Jonathan Irons and uh, excited for everything going on in their lives okay the next piece of news also has to do with uh, kind of an individual player that has retired and that is Simone Augustus receiving her own statue at LSU. This is huge. This is the second statue that has happened in, you know, just the last couple years following Asia Wilson statue at South Carolina. This is big. This is really, really cool that these universities are stepping up and creating these giant memorials in regard to their players that have done so much for the game of Basketball in general, especially the women's side of things. Simone Augustus being able to go return to LSU, her alma mater there. Um, If you are new to the WNBA and you're not sure who Simone Augustus is, please, please do yourself a favor. Hop onto YouTube and just watch a few highlights. Nobody really quite played the game like Simone Augustus did. And again, very successful player. At every level, and uh, you know, did did phenomenal things for the LSU Tigers, and then moved into the WNBA and and played the pretty much all of her career in Minnesota. So apparently, this was a great weekend for former Minnesota Lynx players uh, and their retirement and everything like that. So congratulations to Simone Augustus! Huge, huge news. Really excited for her and for the the. Uh, Louisiana State University. All right, we got to get into it. Let's talk about the trades that have been happening in WNBA free agency. There is so much going down that it's hard to keep up. In fact, I'm assuming that by the time many of you listen to this episode, there's going to be some other stuff happening. (laughs) And so we can only go with what we have at this time, this is, uh, it, it's kind of late at night on the night of Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So there you have it, that. Now you know where I am in time. And when you're listening to this, if there's, you know, updates, then obviously insert those where, you, where needed. But the first trade that happened during this WNBA free agency time was between the Atlanta Dream and the Indiana Fever. The Atlanta Dream acquired guard Danielle Robinson and the Fever acquired Christy Wallace. This I do think was a pretty solid trade for both teams. I think it makes sense as to why each team was willing to make this trade. Um, Christy Wallace is a really solid, young, uh, high potential player that I think could do really well in Indiana. Plus Indiana also frees up about $55,000 in cap space, which is, almost in the equivalent of an uh, of a contract, one full contract for a player. So this is big for Indiana as they're trying to figure out what they're going to do in free agency. Now they have some pretty deep pockets. They can probably go out and at least have the money to sign a big name um, and be able to compete financially for those players. And if those players are able to look at some of the other pieces happening in Indiana, such as, you know all of the young rookies and and other players that, that are there in, for the fever, as well as the fever with the number one draft pick for the upcoming draft, which at this point you kind of assume is going to be Aaliyah Boston. You know, kind of looking at who would be declaring and who would be head, entering into the draft, and um, you know where they would land. Aaliyah Boston kind of makes the most sense as far as guesswork goes. So. I don't know, maybe Indiana is now going to be somewhat of a a desirable destination for many players. This makes sense for Atlanta because they're bringing in yet another veteran that that knows a lot about the game, that's well-seasoned into the game, that has played in a lot of different cities and on a lot of different teams and organizations throughout the league. I think this is like her fourth one that she's been on since we started this show five or six years ago. Um, We are a huge fan of Danielle Robbins and all four of us. She's the first player that we met in person when starting this show uh, in our whole WNBA journey. Huge fans of D-Rob. Shout out to her. We hope the best for her in her journey to Atlanta. Now, let's move on to the trade that everybody's been talking about, and that is the blockbuster three-team trade that happened over this weekend. This trade involved Connecticut, the uh, New York Liberty, and the Dallas Wings. I'm just going to go over what each team acquired and where that asset came from as we go through. And I say asset because it's not all players. Some of it, yeah, there's a draft pick thrown in here too. Dallas receives Natasha Howard from the New York Liberty. That's a big-time get for Dallas. They also received the rights to Crystal Dangerfield. Um, For those of you who aren't aware, Natasha Howard is a former defensive player of the year. Crystal Crystal Dangerfield is a former rookie of the year when she was with the Lynx, even though she was a second round draft pick. So both of these players have a lot of potential and have achieved some of that potential in the past. And Dallas hoping to capitalize on each of their, uh, on each of what they can do. Connecticut receives the number six, 2023 draft pick from the Liberty as well as Rebecca Allen from the Liberty and Ty Harris from Dallas. New York receives John Quell Jones from Connecticut and Kayla Thornton from Dallas. All right, if you're looking at this just across the board as far as what each team received, I think the far and away winner of this trade has to be New York. They landed John Quell Jones, a player who just won the MVP two seasons ago, and they also land a really solid front court piece in Kayla Thornton that Kayla Thornton's a fantastic defender. And if you're going to lose a former defensive player of the year, in Natasha Howard, and you're bringing in Kayla Thornton alongside MVP and John Quill Jones, that's a big get for New York. Now, I think that Dallas also had a slight upgrade to their roster and their situation in this receiving Natasha Howard and Crystal Dangerfield, potentially, while losing out Ty Harris and Kayla Thornton. I do think that Natasha Howard's a step up in that regard. So I think Dallas slightly comes out ahead. If you're asking for my personal opinion, I think Connecticut lost on this. Now, maybe there's kind of a long play that Connecticut has in mind that they're like, well, we've got really something in mind here. I don't know what that is, but I do feel like if you're going to give up a former MVP, you got to get more than a draft pick and a couple of... Role players. I, I And especially, it's not a, even a top, it's not a lottery pick. It's it's number six in the draft. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know what uh, Connecticut plans to do with this, but I do think that they probably came out on the low end of this deal. Now, who knows? Maybe they're trying to free up some cap space by moving some, you know, moving a big contract in, in John Quill Jones. I don't know. Maybe Maybe there's a longer play here, but. I'm not sure. Now, two questions that arise when you're looking at this trade that everybody's thinking. The first one is what does this mean for the Brianna Stewart movement or potential movement, I should say, in this offseason, in this free agency? One, Brianna Stewart still could find her way to New York, and it's not that hard to see. Now, obviously, adding Jonquil Jones and Kayla Thornton in New York, while you know, dropping Rebecca Allen and uh, Natasha Howard and Crystal Dangerfield. The math doesn't work out so that, you know, they have tons of cap space still to go sign big name players like Brianna Stewart, but there is still a path there. I think that there's going to be, this isn't the last move that we're going to see from New York. I think we're going to see other, uh, other things happening to make sure that they still are strongly in the running for that Brianna Stewart um potential signing if that's really what you know ends up happening if Stewie has expressed that interest and if if those conversations are happening right so um we'll see we'll see what happens the second question is uh what Connecticut's going to do with Brianna Jones now Brianna Jones just won sixth woman of the year in the league in 2022 she had a fantastic season And I think that we probably are going to see Connecticut use their core designation on Brianna Jones and be able to have exclusive negotiating rights with her. If you're wondering what that means, you can listen to our previous episode as far as what it means to have a reserved or a core or unrestricted versus restricted free agency. You can check all that out in our previous episode. Make sure you're listening to that. So anyway, I think that Brianna Jones probably makes the most sense as far as being able to core that, but that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens there. The next trade that we got to talk about just also recently happened and uh, I think is official. I guess I, I should have been paying more attention. Uh, I'm pretty sure this one has been official and, and has pretty much gone through. That is again, between Connecticut and Los Angeles. Now, I do think that Los Angeles is a team to watch during free agency. They're going to do a lot of moves in my opinion. This is just the first of many. And I think that there's going to be some trades. I think there's going to be some big name signings. They've already had probably the biggest coaching hire in the offseason in Kurt Miller. This could be big. Now, Connecticut, again, I think loses the biggest player in this trade They send Jasmine Thomas and their number 10 pick to Los Angeles. Jasmine Thomas also started this last season alongside John Jones and many times was the best player for Connecticut in in several games this last season. She's a great player, and it'll be interesting to see how she forms there in L.A. Now, the nice part is, is that Kurt Miller obviously is excited to have Jasmine Thomas back because Kurt Miller... Was the former coach at Connecticut last season? This is nice that there'll be some continuity in that uh, in that locker room between those two. Now, LA, they're, what what they sent to Connecticut in uh, in return was Olivia nelson adota Jasmine Walker, and the rights to Kiana Smith. So, the, again, these are these are some decent players. There's nothing wrong with uh, nelson adota Walker, or Kiana Smith. They're all fine players. I'm not positive if this was the best move that Connecticut could make. I don't know if they're adding a lot of value here. So far, Connecticut seems to have lost a couple of those key pieces that they've had for the last couple seasons and probably a chance at all of the continuity that we were giving them credit for in our new year's resolution episode is now starting to slip away. And so A lot of question marks surrounding what Connecticut's doing, but I I guess if you're a Connecticut Sun fan, you just have to trust that there's a bigger picture here. All right. Can we talk about Brianna Stewart's tweet for just a second? (laughs) Um, Most of you have seen this because it was, even if you're not on Twitter, it was, you know, screenshotted and shared all over other social medias and the internet throughout all of, you know, Monday's news. But, Stewie basically came out with a tweet that was just, I don't know, like 14 or 15 emojis. And some of those emojis included things like a trophy and a basketball. So you're like, oh, this has to do with her free agency and her signing. And oh, what's she trying to say? And then some of the other ones just seemed like um, nonsense. I guess if you were reading into that she would maybe be heading to New York, there's like a tiger and a construction crane. So maybe like Concrete Jungle, allusion, you know, she's alluding to that. I don't know. But I think there is also a decent chance that she knows that everybody's paying attention to what she's doing and, you know, where she's going to travel, who she's talking to, um, as probably the biggest name in free agency this year. Maybe she's just having fun. Maybe she's like, hey, I'm going to tweet out a bunch of emojis and uh, we'll see what people react to that. So. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, regardless, it just made the timeline on our social media and our Twitter absolutely explode for about the fifth time today between Maya Moore and trade talks. And, you know, now Stewie's tweet, it just was it was chaos for a lot of the day today. I think maybe some people had the day off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day and decided to just make the most of uh, of a wild day. So anyway, if you want to read something into it, you can. If you don't want to read something into that tweet and all those emojis, then don't. But either way, it's fun, and we hope that you enjoy this WNBA off season. Couple quick shout outs before I go ahead and wrap up the show for tonight. One, I got to give it. Well, both of these shout outs actually come from the pac Twelve uh, in the NCAA. Quick shout out to Colorado who recently beat two top 15 teams in Utah and Arizona. Um, Colorado looks really good all of a sudden. They've had a co- they're, they're they've had a couple really solid results and look like they uh, are not a team that anyone wants to play um, at least from the last couple weeks. The second shout-out I gotta give is to the USC Trojans who took down and beat number two Stanford. Stanford has looked every bit the part of a championship contender this year. I do think that Stanford is still likely to be um, you know, they're probably my my pick for the second best team in all of NCAA right now. They look very, very good, although teams like LSU and some others are. It's hard to argue with everything that they're accomplishing right now. But I got to give a shout out to USC stepping in and beating the Cardinal. And apparently schools with the initials USC are Stanford's kryptonite this year because the only two losses they have are to the USC Trojans and to the USC Gamecocks of South Carolina. So South Carolina and Southern California, you got something against Stanford right now. And uh, yeah, well done, well done by both Colorado and USC. There's so much going on in NCAA, and honestly, that just means I need to get my mock drafts put out because what happens is I get my mock draft all put out, and I'm ready to record. And then I look at the schedule of who's playing today, and I say, "Oh man, well, hang on, my number three pick is actually playing today. Let me see what happens there, and then I'll record." And I keep pushing it off like that. You don't deserve that. You need to. You need some mock drafts in your in your feed and so i will be getting that out here very shortly within the next couple days you'll have a mock draft from me both on wmbanation.com as well as here on the podcast as always that's pretty much everything i have for you tonight thank you so much for tuning in if you have the time and if you would like to we appreciate five-star reviews on apple uh podcast as well as spotify those help not only push our show forward And WNBA coverage in general forward, but it really does help. I I really do think that there's several people who started to get introduced to the league through not just our show, but shows like ours and other media coverage from independent sources. If you're looking to support independent coverage of the WNBA, a quick five-star review from from you would mean the world to us, as well as go ahead and go review all the other shows that are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iHeartRadio and wherever else you happen to be listening It means the world to us. We're not in competition with any of them. We think the more coverage, the better. Let's all grow this league together. But it's something small that you can do that we think will increase the coverage of the WNBA eventually. So thank you in advance for that. If you write out your review, we will read that out loud on our show. So thank you in advance. But that's all I've got for you tonight. For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time.